0: Bless the Lord on my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. The benefits of a grateful heart. Tell your neighbor there are benefits to having a grateful heart. You think your statin is keeping your heart clear of blockages. Uh Uh-uh. Not like gratefulness. Not like gratitude. Benefits of a grateful heart. Let's take our seats for a few moments, and let's just reflect memory. Memory. Memory is an interesting thing. A lot of studies have been done on memory. Mem- memory is a big liar a lot of times because it treasures things that it thinks are complete and it thinks memory thinks it loses nothing. But here's the truth the miser remembers anything that will assist him in accumulating money. He won't forget that. A miser, the opposite of a thankful person. But a grateful heart, you know what a grateful heart does? It remembers benefits. In depraved human nature, there is a sad tendency to forget benefits. Too frequently, we treasure injuries and we forget benefits. Can you let the penetrating oil of that sink around the uh, rusty bolts of your mind? Too frequently, injuries are treasured and benefits are forgotten. Okay, but but here's what I want to get at. The gratitude of most people is nothing but a secret desire to receive greater benefits. So, it's a hidden agenda to say thank you with a secret desire that it is going to make you more wealthy, more blessed, you're going to have more benefits. And that's the kind of thanks I'm sick of. (laughs) Revenge is profitable, says Edward Gibbon in the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. He says, revenge is profitable, but gratitude is expensive. Let that soak in for a second. Just throwing out a couple of quotes, get the juices flowing. Revenge is profitable, but gratitude is expensive. doesn't come cheap. This is the kind of thanks I'm working towards addressing with you today. That's why I'm about to say no more thanks for a few minutes. Okay? Every benefit, which I thank God for, increases our obligation and our encouragement to trust the Lord. I believe if we're not careful, the atheism of anticipation should be corrected by the gratitude of retrospection. So I'm, I'm not going to stay in these kind of quote, quotes for much, for much longer. I'm just throwing these out there for you all to think about. For us to just be like always like, I'm thankful because of that. I'm thankful because I'm going to get this. I'm going to do that next. and I'm gonna get, That's my next plan. I've got that on the calendar. That's, I call that the atheism of anticipation, which should be corrected by the gratitude of retrospection. See, like lenses, like the lenses of, a, of your glasses correct, it's not saying that it's wrong what you're seeing, it's just blurry, all right? <laughs> the and, and Anticipation doesn't require really any faith in God because you want to save your own bacon and feed your own body and pay your own bills. So it's easy to have this idea of, well, I'm going to thank God because of what I'm going to get, but what about this? What if we say, Lord, put the lens of correction on my eyes that is the gratitude of retrospection? And I look back and say, Lord, I'm going to review my past with the kind of gratitude that puts me up close and personal with you. Because here it is right here. Y'all remember this last quote of the day. Ready? He who reviews the past, thankfully, may advance to the future, hopefully. Y'all got that? Woo! I thank you, Lord, for saving me. I thank you, Lord, for helping me. I thank you, Lord, for a wonderful place to worship. I thank you for coffee today and good fellowship and wonderful music. Thank you, Lord, for what you are continuing to do for all of your people. Now, now, a while back, not long ago, but a while back, the Wall Street Journal put out an article called 10 Years of Research. It shows that 10 years of research shows that gratitude makes you healthy. And here's the title of the Wall Street Journal article. Thank you, period, no, comma, thank you. Thank you, comma, thank you, period, no, thank you. In other words, kind of what I'm getting at today. So here it is. Attitude of gratitude has been found by scientists and doctors to have an unending list of positive emotional and physical health benefits. Listen to this. Adults who frequently feel grateful have more energy, more optimism, more social connections, and more happiness than those who do not. Those who have gratitude are less likely to be depressed, envious, greedy, or alcoholics. Why do we have to have the Wall Street Journal to tell us this? We already have this in the Bible, don't we? Those who are grateful earn more money, sleep more soundly, and exercise more regularly. Well, I guess I better be a little more thankful on that one. But you know this? Science has found that those with a grateful heart have greater resistance to viral infections. So now... It's even further and extending beyond adults to children and adolescents. Studies are showing that kids who feel and act grateful tend to be less materialistic, get better grades, set higher goals, and they complain of fewer headaches and stomach aches, and they feel more satisfied with their friends, families, and schools than those who don't. Parents, grandparents... Let's teach our kids what it looks like to be thankful. To be thankful. Now, 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 now y- 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 y'all are, I, th- I kind of sense a little hesitation because some of y'all are like reigning in some thanks right now because you know I'm about to, the level of level the guns on thanks in a minute, right? You already gave me that little heads up. Here's the, here's the conclusion. And in a minute, we're going to just unleash a renewed thanks. Are y'all ready for that? In just a little bit, we're going to do that. I want us to un- be ready to just to just throw the safety off and pull the trigger with both barrels with Thanksgiving just firing up in the air everywhere in this house, all right? (laughs) Let's just light up the house with some Thanksgiving in just a minute. Just a minute, we're going to do it. But here's the conclusion of this research from the Wall Street Journal. A lot of these findings are things we learned in kindergarten or our grandmothers told us, but now we have scientific evidence to prove them. Here it is. The key is not to leave it on the Thanksgiving table. It needs to be everywhere we go in our lives. So let me edge up on where we're headed, all right? To thank someone is, and to do it with your heart, is an art in which the Holy Spirit teaches us to do. You need not worry that the man or woman who can really say, to God be thanks with all of his heart, like I'm going to preach here in just a minute, (laughs) will be proud, stubborn, rough, and tough, or will work against God with his gifts. In other words, someone who can thank God with all of their heart, like the Holy Ghost is teaching us, is someone you can depend on to be stable, trustworthy, honest, and to ride the river with, as Louis L'Amour would say. Someone you can count on for the long haul. So here it is. Y'all ready? Let's stop. Just stop. I I had someone the other day jump up from a meeting with me because he was mad at me. And I was telling him some things he didn't like to hear. And he said, thank you. And I said, well, well, I didn't say you're welcome. I was like... And I told him a few more things and he said thank you again and then he stormed out and so what I thought to myself was that was like two weeks ago I was like I am sick of hearing people say thank you who don't mean it so then I forgot about it I hadn't thought about it since since that moment until three days ago when I was on my prayer meditation bones okay I was praying God help me to know what to preach on Sunday And the Lord brought that conversation in my mind, and he quickened me, and he said, there is false thanks, and there is real thanks. So I thought to myself, I'm just going to stop saying thank you for a while until I understand what real thanks is. And then I felt a little nudge from the Holy Ghost saying, tell the church, stop. Stop, just stop right now until you really understand what it means. So here's what the Lord began to prompt me as I wrote and prayed, meditated. What color is thanks? What does it smell like? Can it fit inside a human heart? What is thanks really made of? So here's what I want to do this morning. While you're suspending all thanks... No thanking right now. No thanking going on. Just stop until we know what I'm about to share. Let's use cooking as a, an analogy to whipping up a batch of thanks for everybody's heart today. Y'all ready for that? Let's go in the kitchen of the Spirit, and let me share with you how we're going to whip up a batch of thanks. And if you know me, it's hard for me to go two minutes without thanking somebody for something. Because, I mean, I'm looking out at the audience right now at all of you wonderful people. I could thank every one of you for something. I thank God for you. Oops. Okay, trying to be a good example. Here's what we're going to do. Let's whip it up. It's got to have real, genuine thanks has got to have a generous pinch of responsibility thrown in the bowl. Responsibility. Because the Bible says it is a good thing, not it's a fun thing, but it's a good thing to give thanks and to sing. <laughs> we don't do it because it's, it's entertaining. We do it because it's responsible. And when we turn our thanks to God, we're not doing it because it's fun and it feels good. We're doing it because of the pinch of responsibility we have thrown into the thanks ingredients. Number two. Well, I believe we need a dash of reverence thrown in. A, a dash of reverence. Think about that. The scripture tells us, thanks to him which made the universe and is powerful enough to strike down great kings. If our God is powerful enough to strike down great kings, presidents, governors, how much more is he able to strike little old me down? Woo, I have got to have a dash of reverence before I even use the word T-H-A-N-K-Y-O-U to God. I got to have it. He's great. I am small. He's everything. I am nothing. He is powerful. I am powerless. He is the holy, and I am the one who wants to be holy like him, and I'm lacking and so imperfect in all my ways. I want to be perfect like him. God, help me to have a dash of reverence when I start considering thanks. Okay. If you don't have those, so far, let me just tell you as I go, if you're missing these ingredients, be suspect of your own utterance. Generous splash of adoration needs to go in next. Adoration. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Hallelujah. You see the adoration? Let's throw a generous splash. Everybody grab an adoration bottle right now and just go like that, and pour it in. That's some adoration. You got a pinch of responsibility now. Everybody looking in your bowl, you got a dash of reverence. Now Now you got a good splash of adoration. And that, you know what that is? That's giving thanks to the Lord for he is good. We adore him for his goodness because he is a god who loves us even when it's not fun for him but it's because he knows what's important for his creation and he knows that we needed him and we needed his blood to cover every sin so that we could stand before him with clean hands and a clean heart and because he's the one who made it possible for us to say thank you we need to really have a generous splash of adoration now, everybody I want you to grab, uh, reach over and grab a big bottle of, 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 ma- of evangelism. You ready? Grab the bottle of evangelism. I want everybody to just fill your mouth with that evangelism right now. And then I want you to spit that into the bowl because we need to spit in a good mouthful of evangelism. All right? And that's not for other people to eat, this is for you. So it's, it's healthy, it's okay. A mouthful of evangelism. Have you ever read a recipe that says a mouthful of anything? That wouldn't be fun, would it? But I'm telling you, I think that sounded good to me, so I'm like, okay. A mouthful of evangelism. You know why? Because right after it says, give thanks to the Lord, he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So if you are redeemed today and you're filled with thanks, you really want to thank him like he's worthy of being thanked, you got to do it with a mouthful of evangelism, ready to tell somebody what an incredible redeemer God is. And now he has redeemed you, saved you, picked you up from the gutter, turned you around, gave your life a future and hope. Out of the gutter, he picked you up and dusted you off. He cleaned you up, gave you a brand new tomorrow, and now you have hope. And now you have a life that is truly worth living. Is anybody thankful for a life worth living today because of God's redeeming power. Mouthful of evangelism. How's the mix looking so far? Now, what you have to do now, (laughs) here's next. Ready? This is not a long message. Not a long message because we're saving time for some thanks at the end because I want us to really get ready to just splash this thanks all over the world, okay? Y'all ready for this? After the mouthful of evangelism, I think we need to sprinkle in what I call frequency of action frequency of action you can't just be m- m- you can't just be passive and stationary and um, what's the opposite of being active idle idle that's a good one what else What's the word when you're not exercising enough? Yeah, lazy. That's not it, though. There's another one, a really good one. No, it's not. What's the opposite of lazy? I mean, what is another synonym for lazy? Ready? Sitting around too much. Lethargic? Yeah, but that's not it. It starts with a D, I think. Dead? Close? (laughs) So close. Sedentary, that's it. How many of you were thinking of sedentary? Raise your hand. About three of us. (laughs) Woo! Folks, the Bible says, stand morning and evening in praise and thanks. Hallelujah. Your thanks, I don't think it can really be done with you in a sedentary, idle state but it requires us to do whatever it takes to raise a hand, at least to raise our head and be able to say, I don't care what else I feel like and what is going on around in the world around me, but at least twice a day, the Bible says morning and evening, I'm going to do something here. I'm going I'm to sprinkle in frequency of action. I'm not going to just wait till Sunday morning. I'm going to frequently thank God, thank Him for the Monday morning and the Monday night, and the Tuesday morning and the Tuesday night, and so on. Now I don't know if y'all ready for this next one. This next one is a really big part of the ingredients. We need to picture a dozen in a in a in a carton that's foamish or paper. You know, you open it and they say, did you check your, you know, before you check out the grocery store? I'm not using the word because I want you to think of another word. Let's crack open some humility and allow it to saturate the whole mixture. Humility. Humility. Maybe you need to crack another one open. Maybe you need to reach in and empty the whole carton out. Crack some humility in there. Let it saturate the whole mixture. Why do I say that? Because, listen to this, it is God in Psalm 136, 23, who remembered us in our low estate. Woo! He remembered us when we could not even utter any word that would be of any help to anybody. Anybody? He remembered us in our low estate. He remembered us when we were unworthy. Somebody here today may be feeling like you're that way right now. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're in the right place at the right time because our God is a God who says, you know what, it's through your lowliness that I will exalt you. When you humble yourselves in the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you in due time. So here, here's the deal. If you don't have humility, don't say thank you. Okay, how many of you love to eat a birthday cake and, and nobody's got any eggs or egg whites in it? Not really much of a cake, is it? I mean, in the traditional sense. The Bible says he rescued us from our enemies. I couldn't do it myself. I was at a loss I was surrounded, like Sister Sandra said today, I was on the table of, 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 that was such a good word, by the way, Sister Sandra, the Lord set before me a table, but I was surrounded by my enemies, and I, sometimes I don't even realize about the table, I just think they're coming at me, and they're going to they're gonna eat up my flesh, as the Bible says, and it's over with for me. But can I just tell you, if we will remember this simple fact, that our God is a God who knows how to do what you can't do. And lift you up when you're too low. And give you rescue when your enemies are too big for you. That's the God we're talking about this morning. So humility brings that to our hearts. We recognize I couldn't do it alone. So many people want to just say, yep, I got this. I'm all good. Thank you anyway. No, I have one more scripture for you. Colossians 12 says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He's qualified us to be partakers. How many of you felt qualified all by yourself? Raise your hand, say amen. Not one of us qualified all by ourselves. This is where humility is urgently needed. Everybody got that humility mixed in? Now, at a boiling point, here's the next on the list. At a boiling point, pour in some Acts 2.38, Apostles Doctrine. At a boiling point, I said. It doesn't mix well if it's cold. It doesn't mix well if it's just lecture and it's just just kind of like room temperature. It needs to be boiling. All right? What am I talking about? Apostles' doctrine. The Bible says that the early church, first century, they moved forward. It continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine. What was the apostles doctrine? The apostles teaching was basically repeating after Jesus when he said that they should preach in his name remission of sins and they should baptize in his name and that there was coming the Holy Ghost as the promise of the Father upon them and they did that because that was the apostles doctrine and folks when you join me and look at Acts 2 and verse number 38 Let's mix it in with a little fervency right now and say, Lord, let me be an Acts two thirty eight thanksgiver. That's really what we're doing. Here it is. What does the Bible say? Then Peter said unto them, He said, Repent and let every one of you be baptized. I praise God for baptism water this morning. Right up here. Oh my word! It's about ninety degrees. It's ready for somebody to be baptized in Jesus' name. We've got robes we got a hair dryer, we got towels. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, I'm here to tell you, this is the way that you can really enter into a week of thanksgiving like you've never entered before. Enter into a week of thanksgiving saying, God, I'm gonna mix in, that at that, that the boiling point, I'm gonna mix in some Acts 2.38, Apostle's Doctrine, because except a man or woman be born again of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I believe thanksgiving has all of these incredible, incredible elements, but now it's time to bake it. Now it's time to bake it. Here's how we wrap it up. Here's what the recipe tells us to do. Bake all of the mixed contents under a constant heat of unworthiness. until the atmosphere becomes permeated with the palpable peace and joy of each esteeming others better than themselves can y'all smell that if you smell the stench of selfishness well somebody needs to get the oven going turn up that heat what does the bible tell us in first timothy 1 12 he says i thank jesus christ our lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Look at this. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a blasphemer is someone who talks against the truth and against godliness and against the word of God. He said I was formerly a blasphemer. I was not just a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. I was someone who made people shut up when they started praising Jesus. I was a persecutor of Jesus' people. And you know, look what God did for me. Look what the Lord did for me, Paul is saying. You talk about unworthy. Someone who made people hush, praising God. I blasphemed the word of the Lord. I was someone who wasn't just a persecutor, but I was also an insolent man. I don't know if you understand what insolence is, but it is not pretty. Insolence is really close to narcissism. He said, I was all into into myself. myself. I was into my way. I thought I was right and I would fight you if I felt like I was right and you were wrong. But look what the Lord did for me. In my lowest state, even though I was bad, even though I was messed up, I obtained mercy because I did it all ignorantly and in unbelief. And today I am appealing to everybody in this house, join the Apostle Paul and say, God, we are not worthy of anything you've ever done for us. So turn up the heat in this oven of unworthiness and let me recognize this very day that it is the grace of our Lord that was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus, that turned the Apostle Paul all around and made him the greatest writer of the New Testament of all and it made him the gentiles prophet and evangelist we thank God for the apostle Paul and what God did with him and through him and it was because he was a man who was willing quickly to admit he had to go through the oven of unworthiness I'm not worthy I'm not worthy of this I'm not worthy for God to I'm not even worthy to lift my hands I'm not even worthy to let God hear my praise. I'm not worthy. But you know what? You can't stop there. You've got to move forward to verse 14 and say, the grace of God is exceedingly abundant. Hallelujah. Amen. See, see, the oven's no fun until you get a picture of the final product that's coming. And the final product is this right here. We're going to be able to stand up and say, God, I'm going to be someone who is constantly consuming this diet of thanksgiving into my heart, so that I can let that regular consumption of thanksgiving relieve my blood pressure and empty my heart of blockages. I'm here to tell you that is really what happens. You take all those things, you got it baked perfectly well, and you open the oven and woo, there comes uh, that palpable peace and joy in the Holy Spirit that is just permeating the room. And when people shake your hand and look at you they say, there's something different about you. Well, it's because I really now can thank God like he's worthy. And why is it that you're saying things that are so friendly and you're so forgiving? It's because I have now received so much from God. All I can do is cry out, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for your mercy in my life. And my thanksgiving is palpable to the world around me. Hey, folks, I got to tell you, I got to tell you that, 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 that here it is. Let's all stand together. Let's all stand together. I want us to realize that this is about time for us to unleash Thanksgiving in this house. I haven't quite, quite yet, I haven't, I haven't pulled the lid off of thanks. In just a minute, watch this. You'll notice that regular consumption of this mixture and this baked good, you'll notice that it relieves your heart of things such as fear. Because torments come to our minds and our hearts and they push away faith, love, and real thanksgiving. Fear. If you're sick and tired of being afraid, I want to invite you to a heart of thanksgiving and start soaking in these elements. Amen. Y'all need me to go over it one more time? What is it? It's a pinch of responsibility, a dash of reverence, a generous splash of adoration, a mouthful of evangelism, sprinkle in action and say, I'm not going to just be reticent and idle. And then crack open some humility and say, Lord, you remembered me in my low estate. And I'm going to put in the Apostles' Doctrine, Acts 2 and verse number 38. And now the baking has taken place. I am so recognizing that I am unworthy. And then when that oven opens, folks, it's all coming out with a beautiful, beautiful aroma that I believe is a sweet-smelling savor in the nostrils of our God. Better than Old Testament sacrifices is when God's New Testament people really know how to thank Him like He is worthy of being thanked. It'll drop fear in its tracks. Uh, It'll make you think, those of you who've been thinking you deserve this and you deserve that and you're entitled to this and you're entitled to that, that'll knock that out of its tracks. It'll knock it out of your, it won't let that be a blockage in your heart anymore. Pride can't stay anymore. Pride has got to go. Can I tell you, although they knew God, they didn't glorify Him, and neither were they thankful. See, when there's a lack of thanks, then these things come to the surface. Fear will overwhelm you, and you'll think you got to have a bug out car and a bug out bag, and you got to be running from the apocalypse and you're afraid of this, and afraid. no, no, can I tell you, get a hold of a good dose of thanksgiving this morning and say, God, fill me with all these things. I don't want to be fearful, and Lord Jesus, forgive me of pride. I don't want to profess myself to be wise and really be a fool. So I think we're about ready. All that comes to the point right now. I'd like to propose we set aside the last part of this worship service. Are y'all ready? I'm about to take the lid off. I'm about ready to open the oven. And anybody that wants to, you can step into the aisle. You can worship in this altar area up front. Wherever you want to be when you receive the Holy Ghost, wherever you want to be when you receive your answer, when you receive your miracle and receive the touch from God that you've been praying for, just get to that place, all right? And just in Jesus' name. Y'all ready for this? I'm going to count to three, and on three, I'm going to raise the lid. I'm going to open the oven. I want us today to say it's time for us to unleash, like never before, a brand new revelation. Shh, 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 don't say thank you until you know what you're saying. Y'all got it? Don't say it. But everybody who's starting to realize what I'm saying is real, it's true, it's founded in God's glorious eternal word, get ready. Hallelujah. Anybody here today ready to really have, for the first time maybe in your entire life, a Thanksgiving of revelation? What Thanksgiving really is? Y'all ready? I believe in while we give thanks, God is gonna give you your benefits. And while we're giving thanks, God is going to heal, God is going to deliver, and the Holy Spirit will fall, and this house will become a house of praise and worship and satisfaction in the Spirit. Are y'all ready for this? All right? Everybody's ready? How many of you are tired of not giving thanks like you should? How many of you are tired, ready for the pastor to tell you it's time to start thanking God? Ready? On three? One, two, three. Three. Go ahead and thank Him right now. I challenge you. Go right ahead and thank Him. Oh, go ahead and thank Him, God. Come on, turn your heart and life inside out right now.